Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Don't tell me it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A Medicare podcast that never wears a safety helmet. He never mastered the boot scootin' boogie. It's Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello again, everybody. It's another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Uh, I tell you, if, if we started the recorders just a little bit earlier, you'd be treated to a reenactment of what I speculated that German U-boat uh, captains went through preparatory to diving the boat uh, to make sure that no water actually infiltrated the boat. Randy and I have been working on making our recording system even more foolproof and i swear it can't get any more complicated than it is right now but it may have to anyway and you quit laughing randy um okay so <laughs> we're here to help you feel confident that medicare is going to be doable and completely achievable for you a lot of people are afraid about medicare a lot of people say oh it's going to be so complicated i'm going to have to Find an agent, pay him a lot of money, get the the uh, preparations done with professional guidance. And what I'm telling you is none of that is really going to be necessary. What you need to do is go to Amazon.com or to, um, I'm waving at my neighbors across the street, they take a walk every morning no matter what the temperature is. And they're all bundled up today because it's Arizona freezing, as Randy has described in the past. Anyway, uh, so if you uh, scamper off to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and type in the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man, you're going to find a book. You're going to find a series of books with different years because I wrote one five years ago. I wrote one four years ago. I wrote one three years ago. Well, I'm in the process of writing one for 2024. So right now, the current one is 2023. But if you type in Medicare for the Lazy Man in the search window, you're going to see the current year book uh, pop up on the list of books that uh, that appear. And uh, if you purchase that book, you're going to have in your hands the knowledge that all Medicare participants need in order to completely enroll in Medicare without uh, stumbling over any any uh, regulations that might cost them money without incurring a lifetime late enrollment penalty, without winding up with Medicare coverage that they uh, that the people would find obnoxious and disgusting and disappointing. So if you purchase Medicare for the Lazy Man, and it comes in several different variations, there's a there's a uh, audible book that you can listen to. There is a Kindle that you can get right away. There is a paperback book, which is the workhorse of the whole uh, empire. That's the 
the book that most people purchase. It's an $8 item at uh, Amazon.com. It's a $9 item because it has colorful illustrations at BarnesandNoble.com. And, of course, the P.S. de Resistance, the hardcover book at Amazon. Uh, it's pricey, but it's well worth it for its beauty and its design and its durability. So in any event, you're going to have all the knowledge that you need to deal with Medicare when you have that book in your hands and when you've taken maybe an hour to an hour and a half to read it. And then you will also have one other little item that most other people don't have. You'll have me in your corner. You're going to have within that book my contact information. You're going to hear it again at the end of this podcast episode. When you contact me and say, I am ready for Medicare, then I will be happy to spring into action and show you the options help you pick out the most reasonably priced option and execute that choice so that you will never have to worry about Medicare ever again. So that is what we're here for, to encourage you to take the best path into Medicare by purchasing Medicare for the lazy men. And uh, uh, that will solve many of your problems and answer many of your Medicare questions. Uh, Captain, I don't remember the German for... uh, you know, uber schmortzel, but uh, I, I feel as though we were accomplishing the launching of a submarine with the, <laughs> you'd say this and I say that, and I would say it, and then you would respond. And it was a, a very complicated, complex launching of our episode today. Well, I, I think if you're correct, I, and I think you are, Doug, I, I think that is the right term, uber schnorzel. <laughs> I'm surprised you were able to repeat that. I don't think I could have. <laughs> So how are you, sir? You are well, looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the I'm new most, year. Mostly bushy-tailed, which is not something that people normally aspire to. But uh, I am uh, happy to be here because, uh, frankly, you, you, when we first uh, connected this morning, you frightened me by saying that a, an episode went into the ether. And I thought, oh, God, you know, how can we do all this work? And then the episode just fritters away. But I think we've located it. I think what happened I, was... Yeah. Your numbers might have been off by one, and and we found it again. I hope. Yeah, I th- well, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I think has happened. So, uh, I've been. I was my cog was was slipped forward one one tooth too many. Uh, not a problem though. As long as we can identify and correct the cause of it, and we have several new procedures now to uh, we do to handle that to make sure that won't happen again. And it is just like diving a submarine. There's several things you have to check. Yeah. Are the windows closed currently? <laughs> did you did you close the screen door and the regular door? <laughs> oh, that that there's funny, Doug. Well, listen, here's what we ought to do now is we ought to do one of our silly laws, our stupid state laws. So then we can get down to Medicare business within a reasonable Okay. All right. Well, let me go ahead and pull the stupid state law up here. I, I, I have many of them, as you might know. I figured that. I have many of them. Let me go ahead and get one pulled up here. And it's called, as you might imagine, it's called, let me get over here to the right folder. It's called QA Fodder. No kidding. I'm going to have to remember that. And then the actual the actual title of the document is 
The weirdest law in every state in the United States 2023 update. Okay, so there are other ones too. You mentioned there's more than one stupid law yeah. in every state. Yeah, there is. And uh, there, the thing that really is confusing is how can there, oh, well, okay, we know why the what the answer to this is, Doug, but how can there be so many stupid state laws in the United States of America? Well, because we got a lot of stupid states out there and we got a lot of stupid <laughs> state legislators. Yes, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely. So I am going to give you one from Oklahoma. Your 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 oh. alma mater. Your alma. You know, in some way, in some way, shape, or form, your alma mater. Your all, <laughs> alma mater. Alma mater. The land mater, of my birth. The land of my. The birth. land of your birth. My homeland. Have I talked to the one? Have I given you the one that says? Let me make sure that this will be okay. I don't think I've used this one. Okay. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. This is something that you need to guess. And the I can give you some hints on it, but the 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 major one is the mayor of Oklahoma City is not allowed to what? All right. First of all, that is where I was born. I was born in Oklahoma City, and uh, I would guess that if the mayor was enjoined from doing something in Oklahoma City, it would be to declare parts of the city being returned to the Indians. In other words, the Oklahoma City uh, land rush in 1889 created Oklahoma City out of just, you know, from the imagination to a city in one day. And in fact, I think it became the most populous city in Oklahoma the first day because of the big Oklahoma land rush. There were other land rushes in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm guessing I'm guessing the mayor is not allowed to give land back to the Indians. You are entirely wrong, yes. oh. sir. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I was so excited. I thought I finally got one right. Oh, you get one right every once in a while. Mm. Too nope. few and far between. You want to take one more shot at it? Okay, let's say that the mayor of Oklahoma can't declare a holiday uh, unilaterally. He has to get the approval of the city council before he can declare a holiday. Uh, well, yeah. Once again, uh, once down it, for the count. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give it to you because Please I don't do want it. you to get I don't want you to get frustrated with your too, Oklahoma history. Too late. I have a lot Here of Oklahoma we, history stored away, but not <laughs> this particular item. Here we go. The mayor of Oklahoma <laughs> City is not allowed to strike. Oh. Why would he want to? I don't know, but let's read on. We'll okay. find out. In fact, not just the mayor, but any city employee who shall engage in, cause, instigate, aid, or participate in any strike against the city will be guilty of a Class A offense, okay. which is right. punishable by a maximum penalty of 30 years in prison. Wow, they really don't want to strike, do they? No, they don't. They don't want anything about it. And here's the rest of that part, Doug. Okay. Not only are you going to spend the prison time, and this is an and, not an or, five hundred thousand dollars in fines. Okay. All right. They're, and they were pretty, pretty angry when that. <laughs> part three. You're not going to believe this. And each day's violation shall constitute a separate offense. No kidding. So they could, if they, uh, you know, five days could be two 
million five hundred thousand dollars in fines plus thirty yeah. years times five in jail. Wow, that's yeah. I mean, you could literally spend. You could get a lifetime term for irritating people in Oklahoma City. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, my my breast swells with pride about this because. I'm not a fan of unions going on strikes, and I'm certainly not a fan of municipal employees going on strike when most public municipal employees or whatever have uh, signed a, uh, a clause. I know with the feds, the uh, air traffic controllers try to go yeah. on strike, and they had all pledged not to go on strike when they were hired. It was a condition of employment. And of course, they said, eh, screw that. Let's go on strike anyway. And Ronald Reagan did exactly the right thing. He didn't throw them in jail, didn't charge them 500 grand for each day that they had been striking. What he did was he said, sayonara, and uh, hired a whole bunch of new air yeah. uh, traffic controllers. And they haven't pulled that stupidity since. That no, taught them uh, a valuable lesson. Now, here's a story that goes along with that. I'll tell a, a very brief version of it. An acquaintance of mine was wrapped up in that air traffic controller crap. He was an air traffic controller. And he then they decided they were going to test the waters and go on strike. And guess what he does now? Something unrelated <laughs> to tra air traffic control, I'm guessing. They, he hasn't touched an air traffic control situation since he went on strike. Uh, which was it? Well, I don't know, but I can't answer for that. But how many years ago was that? It was back in the Reagan era. Reagan was elected in 80, served until 88. I think it might have been in his first term. Yeah. It might have, might have contributed to his uh, 40, excuse me, 49 state landslide victory yeah. at the beginning of his second term. So I would well, say it was between 80 and 84. Yeah. Well, all I know is this fellow that I'm referring to, now he's a good guy. I, I'm not besmirching his reputation or anything, but. Sure. Uh, ultimately, he went from being an air traffic controller to doing something of much less excitement at our bank. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh, unfortunate for him, but he might have gotten swept up in the fever that the air traffic controllers created on the job. And once you've been swept up in the fever, we just watched a, a World War II documentary about the police squads that the Germans created yeah. Yeah. to go into Poland and then Russia to round people up and uh, kill them, basically. And yeah. it, it was the the people who wanted to be humanitarian were sort of enjoined against that because they were swept up in the frenzy. And uh, they kind of thought that they were disappointing their buddies if they didn't go along with the program. Now, I would like to think I would have more strength of character than that, but at least it was an interesting psychological examination of the people that were eventually tried at Nuremberg very many of those people were just let off. Yep. So not this is a totally unrelated topic, but remind me after we get done recording today to tell you about a movie that I think I think you would get enjoyment out of watching. It's a really, really off the wall movie. A psycho. It's a kind of a psychological thriller sort of okay. a thing. But I don't know if you like those kind of movies. But remind sure. me to remind me to tell you about it. I I. I got the biggest kick out of it. All right. Now, I'm going to add another square to our uh, checklist of things to do before and during the uh, podcast episode. And pretty soon, it's going to be nothing but squares. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to suggest that just so we don't overlook this particular important incident, 
that or uh, you know uh, element that you make a little note while I'm talking about Medicare. Oh, cool! Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be more dependable than you relying on me to remind you about this, it. I'll have another box to check off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, I'm great at creating forms with boxes on them. We just have to remember what each box means, I guess. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say we should move on into the important stuff here. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and mute myself out, and I'll be back shortly. I am going to apologize. I have one episode that I've listened to and posted recently where I discussed some of the medical problems that the content curator has undergone, and those included replacement knees made out of titanium, aircraft-grade titanium, and then I talked at some length about glaucoma, and uh, I described the the injections in the eyeball and the wet and the dry and, you know, something instead of glaucoma, which she also has, by the way, I was thinking of macular degeneration. Most of the activity surrounding her eyes, the treatment that drops, the injections and everything else are uh, aimed at controlling her macular degeneration and not glaucoma. But I use the term glaucoma all the time during that uh, podcast episode. And I apologize because it must have been confusing to those people who understand the treatment and uh, the symptoms of various types of eye problems. So the other thing I wanted to say is that I read an article a few episodes ago uh, entitled, Older Americans Feel Trapped in Medicare Advantage Plans. And it discussed a gentleman named Timmons. I believe he was a retired uh, veterinarian and how he came down with some kind of cancer. And because of that, because of his cancer treatment, he was not able to uh, successfully complete a Medicare uh, supplement uh, questionnaire, a health questionnaire, in order to be able to uh, earn the right to have a Medicare supplement plan. So he is trapped. He is stuck in the crappy Medicare Advantage plan that kind of turned south on him after he got this cancer and started having to use the plan more often. That's when Medicare Advantage plans show their true stripes. Once you actually need treatment, you find out that there are a bunch of limitations and cost-saving elements that they kick into action to make sure that you don't cost them too much money. And uh, not everybody has those negative uh, encounters, but often uh, they happen to people. And this gentleman spoke up and made a big deal about it. Well, I read that ep- that uh, article during one episode, and I've had it sent to me by two or three clients, and then I've discovered that same article in two or three places on the internet. And I'm not going to read it again. I'm not going to repeat everything, but uh, suffice it to say that that article was originally in Kiplinger, and the savvy senior picked it up and some other uh, news Uh, people picked it up and reprinted it. And once again, it was discovered by several of my clients who've sent it to me. It's uh, the uh, older Americans feel trapped in Medicare Advantage plans. So I think that would be a worthwhile article to read. It's not real long. uh, But if you missed that episode and you would like to know why older Americans feel trapped in their Medicare Advantage plans, uh, this article contains one poignant example of how that can happen. It's the kind of thing I'm talking about all the time. Watch out for Medicare Advantage plans. Don't give them an opportunity to trap you. 
because if you're with a uh, Medicare Advantage plan for longer than 12 months, you are trapped in that plan unless you can prove yourself healthy enough to uh, uh, be able to move to a Medicare supplement. And Medicare supplement is the coverage that you want because it is a much, much um, more uh, high quality protection against uh, high medical expenses that you're going to encounter if you get sick or if you have an accident. So moving right along, free health insurance for migrants, uh, read illegals, free health insurance for migrants is lunacy. Across the globe, millions of people are on the move, defying borders and violating laws to escape poor countries in Africa, Asia, Latin America, and to break into rich countries. The United States is their number one destination. And we happen to have a, uh, um, a an administration that is encouraging that sort of behavior, which I would say is illegal. And I would also say that these people are behaving illegally and they're committing crimes when they break into our country. Uh, continuing with the article, the U.S. needs a strategy to limit the burden on Americans and to protect our quality of life. Instead, the Democrat Party merely virtue signals saying, welcome and take whatever we have. As of January 1st of 2024, California is offering Medi-Cal to approximately 765,000 illegal aliens of all ages. California's healthcare system is already strained with long emergency room wait times and a dire nurse shortage. A shortage of beds and mental health facilities prevents municipalities from moving the thousands of drug-addicted bums off the streets and into treatment. The state faces a staggering $68 billion deficit, yet the left opts to spend money on, <laughs> I want to say wetbacks, but this article says migrants, and uh, they spend that money on migrants instead of on California's own, showing utter disregard for the health care of local residents. The California Republican Party warns that adding 760,000 undocumented wetbacks to the state's health insurance rolls will exacerbate access problems. In short, Californians will wait longer and they'll have to settle for less care. Don't think this lunacy is limited to one state. Oregon, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, Illinois, Washington State, and Massachusetts already cover migrants meaning illegals, in specific age categories, and left-wing lawmakers are pushing to expand the coverage to all ages. New York lawmakers came close in June, but ended the legislative session without passing it. In blue state after blue state, Democrats are pushing to give migrants taxpayer-funded health coverage. It's a knife in the back of hard-working Americans who struggle to pay medical bills. It will also doom this nation to a never-ending flood of strangers seeking government handouts. Connecticut's Democrat-controlled legislature has gone off the deep end, offering baby bonds or taxpayer-funded savings accounts for every child, including children of migrants in the country illegally, uh, including those whose birth is covered by the state's Husky Public Insurance Program, H-U-S-K-Y, is their public insurance program, even if their migrant parents arrived just days before the birth. Well, that's been happening in Texas for generations. That's one of the flaws of our uh, Constitution, that we offer citizenship to anybody who happens to be born within the confines of the United States. 
and I think that law should be uh, repealed. Uh, the article goes on to say, nest eggs, courtesy of the taxpayer, for the express purpose of closing the wealth gap. In other words, they give money to illegals, children of illegals that happen to be born here. Um, the Democrat Party's zeal to provide migrants with free health insurance is extreme compared to what is occurring, uh, what is occurring around the globe, even in socialist-leading countries. In June, the current Democrat administration made the U.S. one of only a few first-world countries to sign on to the Rabat Declaration, sponsored by the United Nations, a bunch of commies there, which declares that all migrants should have access to a country's national health insurance programs. Canada, the United Kingdom, Germany, Norway, Sweden, and several other European countries that receive large numbers of migrants did not sign. Uh, you know, they're already in too deep as it is. Why would they add more of the uh, insanity? Uh, even socialist countries like Norway are strictly limiting migrants to emergency care only. No comprehensive health insurance. French President Macron's government is reassessing whether it can provide health benefits to migrants. These countries see what the Democratic Party in the U.S. refuses to admit, that free health insurance is a magnet. Contrary to Vice President Kamala Harris's blather, the flood of migrants across the southern border is not due to root causes. The United States can ameliorate with democracy and foreign aid. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Many European and Scandinavian countries are adjusting their policies to protect their own residents from undue burden. The U.S. is simply surrendering. Offering health insurance also invites an influx of sick people from countries that cannot provide care. Venezuela's health care system has collapsed. Hospitals there lack 80 to 90 percent of the essential medicines, a situation that is pushing the sick and their families to flee. Neighboring Brazil is reporting the, dis the reappearance of communicable infections such as tuberculosis, hepatitis A, whooping cough, diphtheria, and measles because of the influx of Venezuelans needing care. We can expect similar problems in the U.S. Open borders, free meals, and hotel rooms, and promises of free health coverage produce predictable results. Migration across the U.S. southern border has set uh, yet another record in December. As Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, commented on uh, Newsom's health policy, nothing is free. The California taxpayers payers have to pay for it, she added. It's treason. There's no other way to say it. At the very least, it's a betrayal. So that is my position, too. Whoever the author is, uh, is certainly in agreement with me about that sort of thing. And uh, there is another little element that uh, the Californians are hoping to uh, adopt, and that would be the Canadian model of health care or health insurance uh, payment for health care. And so I ran across an article here that I thought was very instructive, and the title is Canadian Healthcare Leaves Patients Frozen in Line. When you hear people, Democrats especially, saying that they want the government to take over more of the uh, health uh, care industry in America, including the health insurance industry, this is the sort of thing that we can look forward to if they're successful. Canadian health care leaves patients frozen in line. This year, this year, 19 uh, or 2023, Canadian patients faced a median wait of 27 and a half weeks. 
for medically necessary treatment. More than one-fourth of Americans receive taxpayer-funded health coverage through Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program, according to the latest federal estimates. But that free coverage, free in quotation marks, coverage, has a significant cost. Medicaid beneficiaries must wait longer for care than those with private insurance. A study from 2021 found that Medicaid patients waited 1.3 days longer than commercially insured ones for primary care. According to another study, Medicaid beneficiaries were 1.6 times less likely to successfully schedule a primary care appointment than those with primary insurance, and three uh, times, 3.3 times less likely to secure an appointment with a specialist. Such weights are endemic to public health insurance. A new research paper from the Fraser Institute, a Canadian think tank, shows what happens when everyone within a country is trapped in a public health system. That's the case in Canada. This year, Canadian patients faced a median wait of 27.7 weeks for medically necessary treatment from a specialist after being referred by a general practitioner. That's over six months. That's what these state-run medical uh, systems will do because the only way they can control costs is to ration care. And that's me talking, not the article. I'm going back to the article now. That's over six months, the longest ever recorded. It's a slight increase from last year's median weight and a 198% increase from the 9.3-week median weight that patients faced in 1993, the year that Frazier began tracking wait times. Some patients have it worse than others. Patients in Nova Scotia face a median wait of 56, almost 57 weeks, more than a year for specialist treatment following referral by a general practitioner. Those on Prince Edward Island are also in the year-long waiting club, a median of just over 55 weeks. Patients face the longest post-referral wait for plastic surgery, a median delay of just over 52 weeks. Orthopedic and neurosurgery are close behind with median weights of just over 44 weeks. Across the board, patients waited a median of just under five weeks more than what doctors say is clinically reasonable to receive treatment from a specialist after securing a, a, a referral. Such long delays for treatment can put patients at health risk or a patient's health at risk, as can similarly long waits for diagnostics. In 2023, Canadians faced a median wait of around 13 weeks for an MRI. My brother-in-law, the child of a mother and a father who were medical doctors, and uh, who is most of whose best friends are medical doctors, was suffering critical, debilitating back pain. And he, instead of waiting 13 weeks for an MRI, he figured out how to bribe the MRI technician with a bottle of booze uh, from the United States, the most highly prized booze in the world. And uh, he got right at the head of the line for an MRI that helped diagnose uh, whatever his back problem was. So people also, Canadians had to wait six and a half weeks for a CT scan and just over five weeks for an ultrasound. All told, more than 1.2 million Canadians out of a population of 38 million were waiting for some form of treatment in 2023. If each of those patients is waiting for just one procedure, that means 3% of the Canadian population was waiting to receive medical care this year. In Nova Scotia, 
just over 8% of the provincial population was stuck in line. These delays hurt more than just individual patients. Looking only at the number of work hours people lost while in line for care, the Fraser study determined that health care waits in cost Canada just under $3,000 per person, or $3.6 billion in total in 2022. Consider all the hours in a week, and medical waits cost the country $10.9 billion, just about $9,000 per patient. Other studies have found that delays for a select number of diagnostics and treatments cost the economy about $15 billion annually. Then there are the direct costs associated with all this waiting. The average Canadian family of four paid about $17,000 in taxes to fund the country's free health care system in 2023. Their tax dollars appear to just buy them a place in line. Many Canadians are fed up. Less than half were satisfied with the company's health care or the country's health care system in 2023, down from nearly 70% satisfied in 2020. A growing number of politicians, including Ontario's Premier Doug Ford, have begun speaking out about the problem with socialized medicine and working to help patients access private alternatives. Democrats have made expanding Medicaid the centerpiece of their approach to health reform. Over the last decade, uh, they have had quite a bit of success as enrollment has increased 57%. The progressive wing of the party is still pining for the Medicare for All, a complete government takeover of the health insurance system that would import Canadian-style health care to the United States. Oh, good, so we could all stand in line. Representative Dean Phillips, Democrat of Minnesota, who has mounted a primary challenge to President Biden, recently endorsed Medicare for All. But expanding access to the coverage is not the same as expanding access to care. Canadians know that truth all too well as their government insurance card just buys them a months-long wait for care. So that's a disgusting picture of the Canadian health insurance plan that, uh, frankly, I don't think uh, we want to have imposed upon our citizenry, certainly not in my family. Randy? I totally agree with you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> we are going to, well, we're, we used up our time, Doug, so we're going to need to close up shop for today. We did. Uh, ultimately, I have several things I always like to take care of before we sign off. Number one of the list is, if you want to reach out to Doug, you can always reach him at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Ask him a question, make a comment, you know, whatever. Doug loves to hear from, you know, our audience. Number two on the list is, uh, by the way, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. You can check us out at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would appreciate a review. Ultimately, we love reviews because it doesn't hurt to let other people know why you like what we do. And we do appreciate reviews. And last but not least, thank you. Thank you for joining us. You could have been a thousand different places doing at least 995 different things, but you weren't. You were here with us spending some time with Medicare for the lazy man. And ultimately, there's various things I usually cover before we sign off. But one of the things I definitely want to cover today is we are going to have a great year. We are going to have 
Oh, lots of new things on Medicare for the lazy man. And in 2023, no, what is it? Two, three, four. what is it? Four. 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 Oh my God, I'm getting older by the minute. So anyway, yeah, 2024, we're going to have a lot of new things. So be sure and keep up with us. We will be here trying to do some new things. And I think you're going to like them. So ultimately, we are going to sign off for right now. And I don't know just exactly where we want to leave it. But I know that Doug is up in the high mountain altitudes. So we're going to have to sign it off before he passes out from lack of oxygen. And I think it's about we're going to clog him in, lock him in about 12,500 feet. Here's what lack of oxygen does to me. I just saw a cord, and I've been staring at this cord wondering what it was. It turns out it was my microphone cord. Instead of talking into my very expensive microphone, I have been talking to the room, and and a weirdo microphone in my computer was theoretically picking up my voice. It's got to be one of the worst episodes we've ever recorded. But anyway, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I promise to plug my microphone in. Next time, we'll be looking forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye. 